Welcome to the Best Hour of Their Day podcast with your host, Jason Fernandez. And me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20 years in the business, as both coaches and affiliate owners, our passion is to help create world-class affiliates and coaches by building better boxes. Welcome to the best hour of your day. All right, everybody. We, we, a lot of podcasts talk about having OGs on you guys. You guys are the OGs. Like there's a lot of people, myself included, claiming to be an OG, but you are the actual OGs. The two of you, and I'm referring to Jeff and Mickey Martin, uh, founders of Brand X. So first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank Thanks, you very much. Jason. And we, you know, I, I don't know that we've ever crossed paths live in person. I think we've, you know, been around things at the same time, but recently a, a mutual friend, Eric Malzone, uh, I think he just kind of reached out and was like, Hey, you guys should have, you know, Jeff and, and Mickey on. And I was like, of course, we'd love to. So um, it's always well, great we, to have those connections. We appreciate that. We, and like, we've, we've circled the same circles forever. Right. Yeah. Um, I was talking to our son, uh, Connor, a couple of days ago, and he said, uh, oh, yeah, I, I taught some level ones with Jason. So, you know. Way back when. Yeah, he and I, oh, I want to say, I want to say Washington, D.C. I remember being there with him. Um, so, well, yeah, let, you know what? Before we get into the business, let, let us talk about this for a moment. <laughs> How long have you two been married? Almost 30, 33 years. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I know before we hit record, you said, please address somebody with yeah. the question. Like a good married couple, you just kind of default <laughs> to the other person. We, I was, I was going to say it differently. I was going to say we've, we've, uh, we just celebrated our 36th um, date anniversary. We still do that. <laughs> we still. People think we're nuts. Recently. Yeah. Recently. Yeah, December 5th was uh, 36 years since our first date. Four days ago, recording yeah. this. Well, what did uh what did the young people do 36 years ago on a first date? <laughs> well, the first thing we do, we had to hitch the team to the wagon oh, so right. I could go pick her up. That was that was always the OGs oh, are yeah. old geezers, apparently. Yeah, old yeah. geezers. So you don't have to take the horses out that late. Yeah. No. We, we went we went for an awesome first date, didn't we? What was it? It's like we went to um we, we lived in San Diego. Well, up until recently, we lived in San Diego. So we went to, um, we went out to dinner and then we went to- A party. A party, but we also so went downtown. I was gonna skip the party and just go to downtown. They had uh, in Balboa Park, they had uh, something called the Festival of Lights. So we went down there and walked around there for a couple of hours and just talked. Romantic. Yeah, that sounds romantic. How, how did you guys meet prior to that? Uh, uh, I, I was working as a, so sort of manager at a law firm um, downtown San Diego and Jeff was working as a phone man phone man and like climbing the falls phone man yeah yep. her phone's broke yeah, at the law firm I came in and I thought she was stunning so I so I tried to hit her up her name was uh, Mickey Hart and my sister was marrying somebody with the last name Hart, and I thought, oh, this is you know, fortuitous. So I kind of hit this big line, like, hey, my sister married somebody named this. And she just looked at me like I was, you know, had three heads and went on about her business. It took us six months, I think, to go no, to get the date. That's not really actually true. How I remember, <laughs> how I remember it, it was, you know, six or seven months of me pleading. 
No, um, no. I saw this handsome guy come through the door straight toward the front desk and I put my head down going, I cannot notice him. I'm already all confused. I cannot look at this guy. And so I was try tried to ignore him, but I could not do it. Good. Jeff's good looks got you. But our our our, our famous uh, ask her what her ask her what her prescription is on her glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she must have had LASIK or wearing contacts at the moment. But you know, there's another famous Mickey Hart. You know who that is? Um, yeah, from the Monkees. Oh, close. The Grateful <laughs> Dead. The Grateful Dead. There was a Mickey in the Monkees. The drummer of the wait, Grateful wait Dead. Wait, that is not close. That's not close. Well, close that it was a same, it was a musician. In the same genre of art. <laughs> I believe you're talking about Mickey Dolan's. Mickey yeah, Dolan's Mickey. is in the Monkees. Oh. But yeah. Mickey Hart was That's one of the. Well, he's a drummer in the Grateful Dead. It's spelled spelled a little differently. He spells his like the mouse, and uh, you are M I K K I, which right. I'm sure you have to. Uh, those that's one of those names that you have to spell every time you give it, isn't it? Yep, I just say if it rhymes with Icky, I'll take it. That's my like Starbucks. It. Starbucks. I'm what Vicky, Ricky, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, so let's bring it around a little bit for the listeners. I get, I get much more fascinated with the personal stuff and learning about people. But the the listeners uh, will know you from Brand X and way back in the day. So you know, we we kind of talked about it ahead of time. But I don't want to. I don't know what we are aren't allowed to say. But you originally were kind of the 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 first people to push CrossFit training to children. Is that a good yeah. way to put it? Did yeah, I do it right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a we found CrossFit in 2003. Oh, and I mean, that's what I'm saying, OG. I mean, you are literally one of the first peoples to find yeah. CrossFit. Right. So um, fifth affiliate. We, we became the fifth CrossFit affiliate um, at that point, for a little further on, 20, 2004. But, um, you know, we found it, uh, a lot of various reasons why we found it. Um, but uh, we had a martial arts, kickboxing, boxing gym at the time. Um, None of our adults would do it. Um, the, the, the statement was, "Do you know? Uh, do you do you know what you look like when you're done? That can't be good for you." So, um, <laughs> but my, see Jeff. <laughs> my my boys, our boys, uh, would, were begging me to do it. So they, you know, we scaled the workouts for my two boys, and pretty soon their friends came in, and pretty soon the kids' martial arts class were like, "Hey, we'd like to do it," at the, you know, as warm ups. And so we started doing that, and. Um, out of that kind of grew the, uh, the CrossFit Kids program. The um, we were asked to develop the CrossFit Kids program back in two thousand and four. So that's what I we believe, did. You know that was back. Coach Glassman asked you to take this thing and Run how do we yeah. how do we get this in front of children? Well, but even prior to that, you were doing it. I mean, and I it's one. Of, this is one of those things. Now I suppose you look back on seventeen years later and you're like. Hey, this works because look at our two boys. I mean, I've got Keegan pulled up on your site, which I don't know is up to date, but a 650 squat, 425 bench, 650 deadlift. I mean, yeah. how old is this kid now? I mean, now he's probably in his he's, 20s. No, he's, he's 28. So he is in a, uh, you know, uh, in, a, in an academy right now. And uh, the uh, academy, one of the academy instructors is a former CrossFit gym owner. Um, and uh, he just texted us. They did a version of Helen with 350 meter runs, and he did it in six uh, six thirty. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, 350 runs, he's scaling. Come on, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a terrible scale. Anybody but, could do a yeah. 630 Helen with 350 meters. Right. So, um, so he was the first person who, as I recall, he, he, um, he pulled 500 and ran a 443 mile on the same day. Pulled the 500 pound deadlift, walked out the door, and ran 443. Um, How old was Keegan and, and Connor? Connor's older, correct? Yes. Yeah, Connor's 30 now. 30 we now. That's crazy. I mean, when we worked but, together, I wanted to say he was a teenager. He was on seminar staff at a very, very young age. Were, yeah. At the time, he was the youngest one ever to do that. Um, he started it's probably at, still a record as far as yeah. the youngest to, to make it on staff for sure. But I, yeah, I remember super i mean he's fit as well and he i believe he was on regional teams oh yeah yeah he made regionals yeah. once or twice as an individual and he's gone to regionals as a um, as a competitor on a team and uh, at least two to four times i'm not really sure so and now he coaches people um he actually coached a kid from uh, venezuela um who I, I think is the only uh male who's made it um into the CrossFit uh, teen division, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. Oh, wow. All four years. All four so. years. Um, so I did actually see something about that now that you mentioned it. But I, here's a question I have. So they got started pretty young. I mean, both before they were teenagers. They were 12 oh, and 10. 12 and 10. I was going to say 11 and 13. <laughs> 12 and 10. 12 and 10. <laughs> She's right. She's right, Jeff, just for the record. Um, yeah. But either yeah. way, either way, what, what have you found? Here, let me let me think how I can rephrase this. When when I, when I meet with adults and their children happen to be overweight, there's an age I forget what it is, but it's probably about 13. Where if you're overweight at that age, the likelihood of you staying overweight the rest of your life is is very very high. Yes, right. That's just statistical. Yeah, right. Just statistical. Right. Um, is the same true for fitness? Like, what have you found? When you get kids involved at that young of an age, is it just like, this is the norm that my, they're squatting 650? Or is it like these two are outliers? And what, you know, I just want to hear because really the goal of this episode for me is to explain to the listeners, we have a ton of coaches and a ton of affiliate owners, get some kids stuff going at your box. I mean, A, make sure you want it because we'll talk about, I'm sure, some pros and cons of having kids in an affiliate or any gym for that matter. But from just a simply uh, health, you know, performance data, what, what have you found with kids that start younger? It's just part of their life. And it's just part of their life. And, um, you know, it does come down to what we, you know, the goal of the Brand X Method, one of the goal of our program is to, is to create kids who come out of our programs who are confident, competent, and motivated to lead a active, healthy life. That is the goal. I, um, I'm sorry. Keep it. Keep it up. Go. <laughs> you know, we do that by focusing on uh, teaching children to move well, and then expanding their physical literacy. And and it's a pathway. We can talk about this further on. You know, from not only this healthy, active life, but it's also doing that is is the pathway to high level athletic achievement. And so we can. You know, we had kids come out of our program, who, who, uh, you know, hadn't necessarily played sports in high school, walked, went to college, went to university, went like, I want to play a sport and walked onto a campus of a university and made the team of a sport they'd never played before. Simply that from thing. doing the fitness thing. 
what, doing what a do, life of a fitness thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's doing it the right way, teaching them to, to take what they learn in the gym and apply it outside of the gym. Because you know, our most parents don't bring their kids to your gym to be good at gymming. Gymming. Is that, a, that that's the technical term? That is it's very technical. It's, it's technical. <laughs> um, by the way, the I, I have a gymus that I I'm a very, I'm a very like technical that. speaker. So please, uh, you know, go ahead. And if you ask questions about things like gymming, <laughs> you can, you can just, I like it. Around. No, no, that's cool. I mean, that, that's like yeah. the old, uh, oh, I forget the character, but it was, you know, I don't want to be the best at exercising. You know, I don't want to be yeah. the best at gymming. Yeah. Yeah. But the, you know, so the parents bring the kids to you. Um, the expectation is that you're going to do something for them that helps them outside of the gym. They're going to be better soccer players or they're going to be motivated to get off the couch and not, not spend 10 hours a day, you know, um, uh, gaming. So uh, um, how you build your program, how you set it up, what you're introducing to the kids, how you progress them from little kids to middle schoolers to, 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 to teens um, is, will define how successful you are, I guess. Yeah, well, it, it, because the key is keeping them motivated, right? <clears throat> and, and we went with that whole the simple idea of fun which is a good one right to start with and then just kind of expanded on that to some broader things like actual science on play and what kids need and the engagement and all the things that come out of that that keep them um motivated and then growing in all the ways socially biologically psychologically so that that creates that long-term pathway where they're going to grow up and they're going to be 18 and they're going to be like, I'm not going to stop doing this. I love this. And I can pursue anything. Like they, they know they can just go try it. And that's what we want. And, and, and having taught them healthy habits along the way, you know, food, recovery, those kinds of things. So you feel like it gives them just a, a state of confidence that kids that aren't exercising wouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, you can see it in a person. I know you've been around, right? You're OG too. So you've been around. You can see physical confidence. There's there's no doubt when somebody's physically confident, you can see it. And and kids just grow into that through the right exposure. And, and beyond that, things that, uh, you know, think about how things they learn in the gym, think uh, character traits they learn in the gym are... Um, easily taught in the gym, they're safe in the gym, but then they can be applied outside of the gym. And those character traits like long-term um, goal setting or um, de delayed gratification, all of those things um, you know, are built into these kids. So, you know, they, they are, they tend to be high achievers. You know, our, our gym, we had, I think it was eight valedictorians, three salutatorians. We had um, kids go to you know, West Point. We had kids go to the Air Force Academy. We had kids go to the Air Force Academy and become the, the pleb in charge of fitness at the Air Force Academy and set up a, a uh, actually a CrossFit affiliate at the Air Force. And you know what they do when they come home to, the, to, to Ramona where we were? <laughs> they come back to the gym and they didn't want to go to the adult class. They came to the teen class. So here you have these, this, you know, a, a, a second year pleb at the, at the at the Air Force Academy walking in going like, hey, do you mind if I join the class today? 
That's like that's like an adult going to karate class just to beat up the uh, eleven year old. Yeah, that's, that was fantastic. I would like exactly. to only do kids classes. Actually, going forward, I think I can win more. Um, so, you you were kind of saying all these great accolades that kids have. What, what were some of the things you know, speaking firsthand with your kids, that Keegan and Connor accomplished that you think maybe they would not have? And Duncan. If, and Duncan, there's a third. There's four. You know, I thought there was more and I was on the site, but only the two are listed there. Four. Yeah. All right. You've been busy the last 36 years, huh? The other two don't uh, work with the company per se, so they're not on the brand X. They're the younger two? Uh, one older. Um, he's so a firefighter in Houston. He's a firefighter in Houston. So that, he and playing. then Connor's in Houston as well, right? Yep. Connor's also in Houston. And then a younger. Keegan, who, and, Keegan and Duncan are here in Phoenix. And uh, yeah, Keegan uh, Duncan just got a kinesiology degree from San Diego State with honors. Um, with honors and walked onto their cheerleading team, ended up being captain or co-captain. And they came in, I think, third in the country at, <laughs> in 20, the last time they had the live thing, which I yeah. think was 2019. Cheerleading is probably just a phenomenal sport to get involved in. It's like... It's, it's not quite gymnastics, which is like super skill oriented, right? But you need to have great kinesthetic awareness, I'm sure, strength, et cetera. And it's just a great way to meet girls. I mean, in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that might've been the number one. Uh, he was like, yeah, I happen to be fit, but did you know you can meet the, a lot of women this way? Um, exactly. But I was gonna say, what are some of the things that, you know, you and you're kind of slowly dropping them in there. And I'm sure, we can attribute a lot of that to fitness and I'm sure equally we can attribute a lot of that to great parenting. Right. So it's, it's, it's a balance of both, but you know, you two, if you had to reflect back, do you think they would be achieving all they are now? Simple. If you two were like, Hey, we're great parents, but the fitness thing is not at the forefront versus putting it at the forefront. Or do you think like anything, it kind of, um, there's like, I don't know, I'm not smart enough to know the difference between DNA and RNA, right? But I remember a little bit where it's like, you're born with this, but this is kind of what pulls out the best of it. Yeah. Do you think fitness did that for the kids? More more like uh, um, DNA and epigenetics. Ep like, some, I mean, something smarter yeah. than what I said, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. But you get the gist of what I'm saying. You, 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 all these great genetics are meaningless if you're not putting them into play. I, the neurological benefits, as you know, from exercise are massive. And if you start those early, the, uh, obviously, I, I would say that that spins toward all kinds of positive things, um, getting their uh, brains ready or, or ready to learn, um, creating um, neurological um, pathways that are there forever because they were repeated so early so often. Um, that's going to help anybody. So I, I can't feel like we took credit, like we take credit for doing anything other than guiding, you know, little people through, yeah, you should do that. And you should do it often um, because, you know, they're, they're high energy. Or they have always been really high energy. <laughs> and I think they need, they all, they would have needed an, any avenue. If we hadn't provided this avenue, it would have been like the house a terrier. <laughs> Four boys, right? I assume yeah. number five, number five on the way. You keep trying. Well, no, to have a girl. Yeah, no, I, no, I think that's a, no. 
We, we have six grandchildren. We have yeah, four, three, four, four granddaughters. granddaughters. Four granddaughters. Was so, that a big deal? Yeah. Was that a big deal for you, oh. Mickey? I, you know, I, I always said more, I wanted boys, it's more of so a big I deal got for exactly me. what I wanted. Really? Um, oh yeah. But yeah, it's, I'm, 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 he's, I am every parent's worst nightmare as a grandparent. What? <laughs> They what's, get together. They're going like, like, who is who? Who is this everything. guy? Oh, whatever, I'm not. Whatever, no, they, they whatever they want, I give them. Like it just <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like that's who. And it's not my job anymore. My job was to guide guide the boys. And now I got these little granddaughters who think happy is the greatest thing in the world. And and they're right. I'm. You know, they need to go Four. to. You know, the Parents think like you know they need to go. They, she needs to go to bed now. No, she doesn't. She can stay up and watch this show with me for another half an hour. Yeah, she can. We can yeah. get her riled up. Yeah, it's just fine. <laughs> I um, have a feeling in about uh, sixteen days they get a Pappy Santa. Is that true? Absolutely. You, do you dress up as Santa? I can see it. I would, I would be Pappy Santa. You could. You yeah, except it. I wouldn't want to take. They, they, it's they, a little creepy. They, they do through, They do. Through, they see through that in the middle. <laughs> oh, our young, our, our our daughter, Keegan's daughter, um, went to see Santa, and uh, his parents said, "Do you want to sit, sit and sit and slap and tell him what you want?" And she looked up and went, "No, that's weird." <laughs> it, is, it is weird. I think we're doing yeah. it on Saturday. Uh, four-year-old, four, four four-year-old looking at the parents going, I'm not sitting on a stranger's yeah. lap. That's weird. You, you try to keep me away from strangers 364 yeah. days a year. Right. Um, let's why is this any different? So with four kids, I've I've two big questions from a parent perspective. One, was there ever a time where they were like over the exercise thing and you had to navigate that? Yes. Um Never. I don't think Connor ever got that way. Connor was all in the whole time. I don't, maybe I don't you're a little it. more attuned yeah. to you might have because he started in your cutting group. Um, Keegan, we, we did martial arts as well for a it long time. It was more time. they were over It was that. more that they got over, like, well, I don't know. Keegan had a moment there where he's just like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And we just had to go, yeah, okay. We didn't want to be those parents that go, well, we love it, so you have to love it. You know, we would have wanted him to stay active, but he was. He played travel ball in soccer for many years and was in the gym working out. So that was fine. It was fine. He didn't want to keep up with martial arts. So it was his, not his thing. But it wasn't, but it wasn't, we never had it. We never had them um, go know they were done with exercise or no, working out or no. being active and none, none of that. And I'm, I'm asking from a selfish perspective, you know, actually today she, my daughter turns 10 months. So there are things that I'm going to want her to do. And I'm sure she's not going to want to. And how do you find that balance of like, Hey, I know that push-ups don't sound enticing right now or playing an instrument or studying, but in 10, 15, 20 years, you're going to thank me. Cause I mean, clearly you've done it. You got four successful kids. Um, so how do you find that balance as parents? It's it's hard to know which things. I think it's it's well seriously. I, think I was going to say you just our answers are going to be so different. <laughs> are they? I mean, yeah. that's interesting Maybe. in and of itself. The 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 Maybe. two parents have different. Hey, just you but, know, chopping the tree down from a different angle, right? But we respect each other, so you know, if we have different angles, we talk it through. We usually come to some kind of. Well, I don't think you're you know, probably going to be wrong. I'm just saying that my my view of this would be. I was. 
I was harder on the boys than, than Nikki was. Go ahead, finish that. Finish that. I just, I, I think it's hard to pick and choose always because we all have our passions, right? The thing that you just really, I, I know they're going to love it if they just stick with it kind of thing. You know, I really want them to do that. Um, so it's hard when you have that kind of thing. But I think having just some self-awareness of what those things are prior, that, that you know you're really going to want to push them to and just knowing that you may have to pull back if it comes to that time. And I think we knew that with the martial arts um, that we were very about, you know, learning to defend yourself. And that the, if our kids got to a point that we knew they could defend themselves and that we didn't care if they pursued it, it was just, can they defend themselves? I think it's the same thing with fitness and health. It's like, do we, have we engaged them with the idea of movement? Are they going to want to move their entire lives and be healthy? Now, how they do that, I don't really care. We're kind of somewhat agnostic about that. It's that, hey, I'm going to go be active. Keegan has gotten super into powerlifting, was doing that for a while. Um, Duncan is, was, has tried like everything. And he just goes, oh, I'm going to try that. Now he's into climbing. He's doing great, just climbing. He was cheerleading for a while. It was rugby before that. It was pole vaulting. You know, it's like, just like, I want to try this new thing. I'm going to go do it. And so we were, I think, just encouraging of what we saw as healthy habits, not specific to exactly what which thing they pick. I, there's I, two, I think there's sense. yeah, and I think there's uh, kind of two points from the dad's perspective with the boys was was um, you know um, I never pushed them. I, did, I tried never to push them to do something. But I really laid down the law about, hey, you don't quit. So like, um, you know, I mean, I could tell you some stories about like, you know, the start Fran and then like I'm throwing the bar down. I don't want to do this anymore. Nope. Pick the bar up. We don't quit. Finish that. You, you got to finish. You had to quit doing Fran. Fran. See, yeah. I wasn't there. Because I, I would have yeah. said you can fit. No. You can There's a whole story there that, we, that, that, would, <laughs> that would be, would get this whole other But they time. tried to quit doing <laughs> Fran. I mean, I think at some point we all have. So, so like, uh, uh, I quit before I can tell I you that you wanted to hear that story is that um, it was Connor and he it was the day before he went to started wrestling in his senior year of high school he was uh, just turned 16 and he, he says uh, I want to come in I want to do Fran I think I can break three minutes I'm like well okay I'm 16 year old I mean at that remember at that time um, there was you know uh, Josh Everett and and uh, Greg Amundsen you know were some of the best and they were at like 240 and 245 or something like that was their time so um anyway connor starts doing fran and he gets in the round of 15 and he's going i'm not gonna i'm not gonna break three minutes and he just puts the bar down and i'm like dude we don't you, you don't quit i don't care if you're not gonna break your get your goal you gotta finish and we kind of had a <clears throat> the father-son moment about that and he goes okay i'll start over again and i said okay I'll, i'm gonna coach you through and i'll walk you through so we set the camera up and um about an hour, an hour, give him about an hour, and he comes back and he starts three, two, one, go, and he goes through, and I'm counting for him, I'm yelling, go, you're doing great, you're doing whatever, and I'm talking to the guy who's filming the camera, filming the whole thing, and Connor finishes, uh, finishes, and it's you know, under three minutes, and yeah, it's great, and then he looks at the film and realizes that I miscounted. He's like got like 22 this, this round, and got something else that run around, and he's livid with me. <laughs> And he should be right because I got distracted and was talking to somebody else while he's and uh, so 
he goes, I'm going to do it again. I'm like, no, you can't do it. <laughs> can't do it again. So an hour later, he comes back. He does Brian again, gets uh, two thirds. It was two thirds. And um, so, you know, he didn't do Fran, did a kind of Fran, and they did Fran. And you know, that was that was a whole point. But the I was I, clearly not there. She was clearly not there. I think the um but, uh, the bigger picture is he was 16 years old. You could do anything yeah. at 16. You could do Fran yeah. three times in, in two hours if you want to. Yeah, and walk away. So, you know, that he he was the first of, of our of our kids, like in the kids group to go under three minutes, and that's a workout. And that's it, anybody who's done that knows it's a horrible workout. I think we ended up with, um, before we shut our gym down, we had five or six 16 year olds who, who went under three minutes. It was uh, something else. <laughs> pretty pretty crazy, because back in the day, there was a big deal to be under five minutes. Yeah. So to see kids being under three, uh, that, that that's pretty awesome. So let, let's let's bring it around a little bit to the to the business side of it. You know, Brand X originally, like we said, you you kind of started doing uh, a program for for CrossFit. I remember you guys as the place I would go to look up scaling. Yeah. Oh yeah. For, for CrossFit back, you know, 2007 when I opened my first affiliate, that was really all you can find. It was like the only programming that was widely available was .com. And the only way you really knew how to scale it for your members was to go to your site. Yeah, you know, it was, it was, that all came out of a, a level one seminar in 2006 in Santa Cruz. And some guy raises his hand. And some um, guy? no, some guy raises his hand. It wasn't me. <laughs> you know, some guy raised his hand. Do you know who this was? <laughs> it somebody we know or just a. No, I don't really remember. I don't really remember who it was, but he raised his hand, stood up. And I remember he uh, said to the guy who was leading the course at that point in time, hey, you know, I'm looking at the website every day and it's just too hard to figure out what to do because I can't do this stuff on a website. And, and guy front went typically kind of caustic response like, hey, if you're not smart enough to scale then uh, we don't need you. <laughs> the guy sat down who was this? Then, who was this flow master at the time? Well, who was running the seminar? Before that word was that was before that oh, so word this was, was okay. So this was uh, a yeah. coach glass. So it just, it just kind of everything goes this. So I remember I go home at night and I'm talking to Mickey and I'm like, we were we, not home. We went back to the uh, hotel and I'm like, that's just, you know, there's so many people out there. I'm sure this is going on. And so I sent an email to Tony Budding and I said, Hey, I'd be happy to take on scaling for. <laughs> was this like, and then the and how quickly, how quickly did you realize this was a mistake? So, so it, it was a mistake, but, um, you know, eventually like, uh, you know, in the old, old.com, there was a list on the right-hand side of all the, all the affiliates on the left-hand side, there was just <laughs> stuff that was like, this is good resources. You know, CrossFit Kids was there. And then there was a button there that said, start here. And it gave a link to, um, to info on, on .com. And then there was a, then there was a link that goes brand X scaling. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, start here, go here. And we would, you know, you, my sons make jokes about how we could never leave the house because dad would say, wait, guys, I just have to check that one website. And they were, so they make fun of him all the time about that one website. Yeah, dad's, we can't that's, leave because he's checking that one website. That's why, that's why he swears be. that that one website was that he had to do with the CrossFit scaling. We're all, we're all in the screen about, about but that. I mean, but. well, that was back in the day when it wasn't uh, <laughs> prompt at, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific. It was right. kind no, of like, it was, 
at some it could point. be five to midnight yeah yep. and then we lived you know in the middle of nowhere so it was it was first of all you had to do the dial-up <laughs> and then you download the page and then you look at the page it took you 20 minutes to do anything because because our internet was well, so slow you know this day and age the idea of scaling has become a little more not accepted i think we all know what you need to scale but but more so it's become we understand it's all about preserving that stimulus right it's all like fran like you said three minutes is really what we should be shooting for maybe up to seven so we know scaling should be load potentially reps potentially rather than pull up something else what was kind of your train of thought back then jeff when it was because there was really no one else doing it. i mean even back then i don't think coach glassman had ever said hey scaling is to preserve the stimulus it was kind of like scaling is to survive yeah and that really was where we started with that um and then you know kind of like and so we scale load this is this is what you know and we'd look at our we had huge classes we were fortunate we had you know we'd have 30 people in a class so we'd, we had a lot of experience fairly quickly of having to scale across a broad range of, of adult people that we were dealing with and um you know so we scale reps you know hardly ever scale reps at first and then you start to scale reps and load and then um kind of out of that whole idea came the idea like that's that's um you know that's and what you came up with you know let's preserve stimulus and um and you went through cycles though like over time you started looking at different things like i remember every time i would come up with something <clears throat> which i was not great at uh, adult workouts. I'm just going to say that. You're better you at the kids' workouts, like programming. You mean from a programming mm -hmm. perspective? Yep. Because I'm better I, I at hitting. Because I workouts. wasn't that super interested in it. No, I, I, I will admit that I, I think I'm pretty okay at the uh, kids stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better with kids' weights. I'm better with the, what the kids need and putting that all together. But, um, but th you would talk about in elegance in the way yeah. that it's structured you would talk about um there was a time period where you were saying i want to um test power output and then the inner and the, the length of intervals and there were yeah, all was, kinds of things you were working with but that was more taking, that was that was more, taking yeah, more taking stuff from that and, and like you know so if we believe you know like an idea like if you believe that you that you find um your uh your growth in intensity then a workout like cindy is just you know there's three minutes of it and then you're like okay now i'm just doing another 17 minutes to finish the finish the workout right so we changed you know cindy into something like you know three minutes two minutes off three minutes two minutes off three yeah. minutes and and oh that was you know you get more rounds and it was terrible it was we did all kinds of things like that and then the strict brand oh that was, that was i remember all these things you're talking about i mean but do you think at some point, even to this day, people get down too deep a rabbit holes? I mean, I'm, I, I would, what you would call a CrossFit purist, I think. I don't think I've ever said it or a maximalist where it's kind of like, I just truly believe like if you do this constantly varied high intensity functional movement thing without too much thought, you're going to get, like you said, fit enough for life, really, you know, whether that's protect yourself or just healthy. Do you think some people can go so far down the rabbit hole of like, well, if you're not, you know, 20 rounds of Cindy's cool, but if you did three on two off, 
you would actually get 22 rounds and your intensity would be higher power results, et cetera. That's, that's true. You know, and what you're referring to, what Mickey's referring to is we did a thing in our gym we called skunk works. And it was, you know, two or three guys, we, yeah. we <laughs> me and two or three guys you and two or three crazy people. who would, who would come in and go like, look, let's, let's, let's test this idea for six months and see what happens to it. And we, you know, we were guinea pigs um, on that kind of stuff, just to see, you know, and some, some stuff that came out of that was just like, fabulous and we put it across the gym and people get better and other things like we look at each other six months later going like okay it's time to change because that's just bad so what were like what were some of the things you would test you know something like what we just said let's just let's just test that across you know breaking things down into into very short pieces that are that are really high intensity you know because how how long can you really hold intensity um you can't hold intensity for 10 minutes you would test yeah. hypoxic work. Oh yeah, we did. We tested hypoxic work. Hypoxic work looked work was great. So you do, you know, um, you do a, a thing like Helen, and you hold your breath in the kettlebell swings. That was fun. That sounds great. Um, <laughs> no, but I think it was good. There was there was huge things that came out of that that were that were awesome. There were some things that were bad, but you know, I think um, as a coach and as a trainer. You, you read, you study, you, you get better. Um, and then, you, you know, for me, I was always testing on myself. And, and when I came in, as I, as I you know, kind of crossed the 55 barrier, I found high intensity more than once a week wasn't for me the way to go. And I, I actually you know, changed up some stuff, went heavier on my workouts, went longer on some of the long, slow distance stuff, and um, had some interesting markers with my uh, resting heart rate and my, my blood, but I. In a positive way. Yeah. So my, my, my resting heart rate at the top at my top end, when I was in um, CrossFit was uh, 58, 58 resting heart rate. My heart rate now at 62 is somewhere between 45 and 48. Are you 62? Yeah. I think. Wow. That's great. See, we are OGs. I'm 75. Yeah. I'm 75 inside. Dead, dead is what that yeah. is. Yeah, 62. To your, to your point, though, um, I think our answer might be the same in that um, it, we do think that's population specific um, because, for instance, kids need a whole lot of things as they develop. And you could say, well, let's simplify and leave a whole lot out. Yeah. And um, neurologically, you don't want to leave anything out at those times when they're really going to absorb that. It's going to last forever. Um, the amount of jumping they do, the <clears throat> vestibular work. The exposure, just the, just the exposure, movement, exposure, exposure play. movement the patterns. Exposure. And, right. and yeah. I'm sure you know, um, there's kids are having what we call movement gaps now in their um, exposure. So like it's, it's way more important now than it was five years ago, 10 years ago. Um, and it's only getting worse as far as what we need to make sure we pack in there. So I get your, what you're saying about um, simplicity and straightforwardness, but we also have to go, well, what's best, you know, what, yeah. what, do, <clears throat> what can we do? What should we do to provide the best possible healthy experience? And there's, there's, I think, different things children need than adults need. And that's because they're developing. 
you know, they're developing yeah. humans, their systems aren't developed yet. And um, Mickey's talking about, you know, we see this rise in movement gaps. Um, when we talk about movement gaps, things like things that are very simple, like 10 years ago, um, when a kid walked into our gym, if you told them to pick something up from the ground, they generally would hinge at the hip. You know, now they generally bend at the SI joint. That means that they've lost something there and we need to break the movement down further and be able to teach that motor pattern of hinging. Um, kids, you know, 2010 timeframe, kids came into the gym. If you told them broad jump, take your two feet and jump like this, you know, 90, 90% of them would do that. Now, kids walk into your gym and anybody who works with kids will see this. They, they jump and they leave off one foot and land on one foot. And you go, no, I want you to do this. And they'll go, um, we had to that's just down. a result of not playing anymore. I mean, when I grew up in the eighties and nineties, and I'm sure, uh, <clears throat> you know, Jeff, you grew up what in the twenties, was it? Is yeah, it yeah. Something, like something like that. The roaring twenties. Right. Um, but Black no, I mean, we, <laughs> we would just go outside and play. Like we'd get home and it would be like, I'll see you at eight o'clock mom at dark or whatever the yeah, curfew exactly. was. And nowadays I don't see kids outside and i live in a i mean I've, there's a school here like a block away like other than the kids walking home there's no kickball going on on the dead i mean i live on a dead end this would have been the kickball right. spot when i was growing up we just read an article um you mickey read the article and what was the quote about kids playing? i like that you could take credit for your wife reading at a certain point <laughs> in time. Like, well, you, she like, told me about it we read I it quote, i don't want to quote it it was, it was the kids who, uh, kids today playing 100% less than their parents and putting 100% less time. I don't remember the statistics. But it's a, a lot, like a lot less. Drastic. Right. So there, and so, you know, people come to us and they talk to us and they, they tend to like, well, they're spending all this time on the, on the, on the screens. Well, we say, you know, this, you know this, and they say the screens are bad. Well, you know, screens aren't bad. The screens are here to stay. It's what the screen time is replacing. Mm -hmm. That's bad. And that's the thing that is having um, the uh, deleterious effect on, yeah. on, on children and movement. And as we see these movement gaps grow, what else do we see? We see huge increase in, um, you know, catastrophic injuries in children in, in, in sport. And, you know, I mean, no, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be something that people just go, oh, yeah, she plays soccer. That's why she tore her ACL. That's just, that's, it's become kind of a standard thing. Like, okay, kids get hurt. That's the way they, you know, that's what that's There are commercials now that are showing that, you know, oh, there's your teenage daughter. You remember when she was crippled by surgery because we let her play high level soccer without any basis in movement. So you talk about you know? growing up in the eighties and nineties. How many girls did you know that, that tore their tore their ACL playing, playing soccer? Nobody. Right. Now, um, one of our guys, uh, one of our coaches was driving up to the school the other day and he, and he called me and said, you know what, I see three girls here on crutches. And my daughter says, oh yeah, two of them play soccer and one plays volleyball. And it's just like, that's what, that shouldn't be accepted. And it's accept, and what's happened is kids are, kids are um, not being exposed to movement early. They're not playing, of course. And then, you know, and then because of that, they don't move well. And they're not strong enough to 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 withstand the rigors of sport, and um, and it all can be fixed so easily. And and I, I, you know I, I, 
I want to give you a chance to talk a little more about brand X, how people can get involved and something you were saying earlier, I want to ask about. Um, but I noticed even with my 10 month old, like she's at the most happy when you're just kind of roughhousing with her mm -hmm. and like standing oh, yeah. and like learning new tricks with her body. Like, you know, the first time she stood up, she was like, so excited and proud, you know? So, but I roughhouse with her. I mean, I get yelled at every night for roughhousing with her with by my there's, wife. There's actually a, a good bit of research on rough and tumble play. Cool. We'll send that to and, my wife, please. And um, developmentally, how awesome that is. We actually program. I actually, I actually, yeah, the, I used to wrestle. I wrestle, wrestle with the boys before bed. We just go and shut the door so she couldn't see what was going on. Turn the lights off. And turn the lights off, and then it was everybody a free for all. Yeah. Everybody gets dad. Yeah. But, um, Who's uh, somebody's bleeding? Whose blood is it? <laughs> Generally mine. Um, but they're like we program that into uh, the the preteen and teen work. We we have you know King of the Ring. And tug of war and and you know king of the ring king of the hill like that. yeah I you know it it because kids need to learn that that's how you learn to use your body you know and and it shouldn't be like I I learned how to move up and down in a straight line in you know in sagittal plane that's awesome but um I also learned how to throw my friend out of out of the yeah. ring well, hey um, and you may use that um, skill in the future but yeah. For, for the box owners listening, Mickey, something you were kind of saying before we got on, it's really, and, and maybe Jeff was as well, where the mistake a lot of people make is kind of just replacing or, or thinking fitness is just an activity. And, and it's not. And, you know, I've heard other people recently just speaking about it where, you know, <clears throat> what you're doing in, in the gym should be, you know, translating outside and elsewhere. But a mistake is parents kind of just look at, okay, we'll do this activity for now, not realizing, hey, this has to A, benefit every, the other 23 hours, no different than an adult. But also this is more than just an activity. This isn't a stamp collecting or drama club or you know even soccer practice. This is health and fitness. It's foundational, right? And, th and that's the thing is educating with, with kids program, the clients are your parents. Right. The parents, right? So- educating those parents and letting them know why it's foundational is a key to success in the business of a youth program. You know, how do we communicate to them that it's foundational? And then what are we doing that maybe detracts from that, that makes it look like it's not foundational? You know, if we, unimportant. If, right, if we do things that make it look like, oh, it's, it's cool if I just attend casually, then people go, well, then it's casual. And what, they, do you, they just, what do you encourage that boxes do to, to, I think, cause like you said, the kids aren't paying, the kids aren't the ones making the decision, right? It's mm -hmm. the parents. So yeah. what are some of the things you would tell box owners or coaches to do to, to help parents understand that? We have a couple blogs up about it. Um, cool. And uh, that's on your I, site, Brand yeah, X? So I, yeah. So I would say, check out those blogs. But um, the first things for us is that you have appropriately educated staff and you have more than one person so that there's professional backup when they're not there. Um, product placement. Are you making it like, ah, oh, the kids are over there in that corner and, and the adults are here and, and the atmosphere is 100% adult, but kids happen to be there in the dusty corner over there. Um, <laughs> that's like, I, I analogize that to that. You know, have you been to those 7-Elevens where there's kind of like back shelves and there's a dusty pile of junk in the corner? <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah. And everyone knows it when they see it. And that's people don't, true. 
they don't they don't kind of walk into their own gym and go, oh, that's their dusty pile of crap over there. That's that's the kids' program. Where we put the kids. <laughs> it yeah. has to be. It has to look like you flipping care about it. A great point. When you're when you're when we're mentoring um, our, our training centers and, and gyms that want to want to really uh, make an income out of the out of the program, which they should, right? I mean, you're it's this is a should be an income stream for your for your gym. The first thing we tell them is you, you know you need to be really clear. Besides the uh, be educated, don't just open up. I'm opening up a kids' thing. Um, the second thing then would be to, to to really really be clear about what your what your focus is. What's the goal of the program? And so many of them, so many of the people I talk to, uh, are floundering because they don't either they're either not able to to specify a goal, or you know they say something like, "Well, fun." Well, that's not a goal. That's 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 a that, that might that's be an that's, that's maybe an aspect of the class, but that's not a goal of the program. So you have this goal. You have to have a goal of the program, and you have to tell the to, then you have to educate the parents on why that goal is important, and then you have to to be able to show that the kids are actually moving toward those goals. So you have to be able to assess the kids and show the assessments to the parents things like that. In our Youth Coach Pro, um, we have handouts where we start look, look handout number one this is what you do this is where you start the discussion with the parent handout number two this is tells talks about a problem in our culture and what's how that's affecting the children this is talks about how you're going to to deal with that um and we start to give them a, a pathway to have that discussion with parents and i think you know one of the things that i think is really important for youth programs is to make sure that your goal is different than adult goals. So most adult programs, why do adults come into your, to the program? Doctor said, I need to lose weight. Doctor said, I need to do, you know, doctor or, said, it could or, be or, my friend said, this my friend fun. said it's fun, whatever I'm coming in here, but <clears throat> it tends to be more like a rehab thing. Like, a, like I'm coming to the gym because I should, maybe they fall in love with it. And then we have whatever we're doing, but we want our kids and what we've seen with the kids who leave is they look at the gym and they go like, well, what do I want to do now? I want to rock my our son. So my workouts are going to take on an aspect of helping me to get to that. Another one wants to ride a bike across the country. Now my workouts are going to take on, you know, aspects of that. They look at the goal at the, at the um, gym, not as an, as a, um, as the place they go to move, but as an ends to a means. Like I, but I want to do this thing and I have all the tools from my training to walk in there and make um, uh, whatever I want to do outside the gym better. And, and that's not all that much different than adults, right? Where adults though <laughs> tend to look at it more like I need to exercise or I right. need to drop 10 pounds. So yeah, certainly with kids, it should uh, make the rest of their life better, right? Right. I, I love right. it. That's so, the goal. That's the, sure. goal. Yeah. that's the goal. I mean, and for parents, you get to drop your kids off for an hour. And this, I was listening to um, a wrestling coach. That was what I was getting at earlier. And he was like, kids need to wrestle because it gives them a skill and it sends them home tired. <laughs> and, as, and, as, and as parents, he's absolutely right. It was a MMA mm -hmm. guy named Chael Sonnen. You've probably heard of him, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and he's a, a very outspoken guy, but he was like, yeah, wrestling is great because it gives them a skill and it sends them home tired. And really fitness is no different. You're giving them a tremendous amount of skills and they're gonna get home 
tired. They yeah. don't need to wrestle with dad before bed because they're already <laughs> exhausted. Um, so I know, you know, in the past, you know, there was a, a, a course people can take. There's still courses out there, but correct me if I'm wrong, but Brand X, you, you guys offer a tremendous amount of courses where people are interested in learning because it's not as simple as like, okay, you're doing the same thing. You're just simplifying it because it's kids, but it's, it's a, it's a very specific course for them. Um, from what I've heard in the past, especially, and I've stolen many of these and I've got some, you know, great friends that still teach a lot of kids classes and courses, but if you can teach kids, it helps you with adults as well. So if you're any, even if you never intend to coach a kid's class, you should be expanding your toolbox, if you will, by checking out some of your courses. Well, thank so, you. Thank yes. you. Our, um, the, the course that the course that we have, we have a couple of courses that are, are really um, uh, help people set up their gyms, help people really make an impact on kids. The big one is the professional youth coach course or certification. There's two courses that live under that. The first one is professional youth coach course. It talks about the why and the science underpinning training a child in the biopsychosocial model biologically. What is um, what a child is able to express at certain age groups psychologically? What do they understand socially? What do they need? So, you know, what a five to ten year old can express and needs is quite a bit different than what a fourteen to seventeen year old needs. So we kind of go over the science on that. And as well as a module on, on business. And the second course in that certification is the Youth Coach Pro, which takes all of that why and shows you how. How do you set up a class? How do you run a, you know, a, a kids class? How do you run a teens class? How do you run a youth strength program? Um, and it's very uh, detailed and it walks, it gives people a map to do it. Our, our um, youth strength course uh, is designed to take a kid who's never, um, never touch the barbell and up to being able to use the barbell to gain strength and sport or whatever they're doing. We had a, you know, over a hundred state national records set by our youth right. in powerlifting and the kids. And there was 90,000 contact hours, um, zero injuries that required intervention. It was, a, it's really safe, really effective. And then there's over 175 videos on teaching and demonstrating movement. So you can, you know, constantly come back and I'm teaching the back squat today. Here's what the back squat looks like. And then you can play it for the kids. This is what we're looking at doing with you. I think one of the um, coolest things about it though, is that it's uh, ever green and ever growing because as we were talking about how things are changing with kids, right? Like I was the kid who ran around outside and played until the dinner bell and all that. That's, that was my life. And um, that's just so rare now. And, and having awareness of those kinds of changes, plus look at the last two years, what did that do, you know? So we've got so many things to be thinking about and things that are changing, the amount of tech and then the positional things that are happening with kids and what's tight and recovery and da 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 So if current stuff matters, so um, our Youth Coach Pro is we add to it every month or every other month content. So relevant articles, relevant research, um, blogs, pieces of a new handout, pieces of information, like we're looking at it going, ah, oh, we need to tell people about this, we're seeing this. Um, our training centers give us uh, feedback. <clears throat> what are we seeing? And now they're telling us they're seeing problems with running, that kids aren't running enough. And all of a sudden they've got kids come in and they run funky. So- <laughs> But it's true, I, I mean, if you think about like, it, like, we ran, like we said, playing kickball, playing dodgeball, playing 
kill the carrier, you know, king of the mountain. If you don't learn how to, if you don't do it, you don't do it. It, It's it's like anything, right? There's, they're not doing it. So it's, so that, sorry, I I kind of butted into your, your thing on the whole course. It's been 36 years. I'm sure he's used to it. (laughs) So so we we do that. And it's also like maintenance of certification because it's current. And people have to stay. So they have to go back and keep taking. And I'm sure there's CEUs too, right? If you, those that have the level three credential, level four credential. um, Oh, you mean through CrossFit? Yeah. Are you CEUs? I do not know that to be true. Okay, Um, I could misspoke. It may be, but if if it is, we don't know about it. Um, You would probably, you would probably (laughs) know about it. But okay, you know, and and we don't need to get into everything, but. Rumors out there that we may be seeing you guys a little more in the in the. I don't know. I don't know. Space. You don't know. All don't right. Know. We, but, we, we've had yeah. some discussions with people that we that, that were very friendly, and that's really all it, there was. Was just like, look, you know, let's buy guns. We buy guns. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We've seen some faces coming back. I mean, yeah. You know, I've seen a lot of you know people that were here that are no longer here, kind of sneaking their way back into the. Uh, onto .com, et cetera. But either way, you know, we will certainly share the link, but the brandxmethod.com is where people should be going to check all this out. A question you've probably answered hundreds of times, but I want to hear the pros answer. Uh, lifting weights is bad for kids. <laughs> you just laugh. You just laugh at the parent when they say that. I'm, I want to equip the box it, owners uh, out there yeah, who are so going to get that. So sorry, sorry to laugh because no, it's no, just... it's funny because we know it's a silly so, statement. Yeah, you know what? Here, um, the, you the, just show them a picture of Keegan and, and yeah, Connor, and don't get like, here. You go, here you go. Actually, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a kid who was he started with when he was eleven. At fifteen, he he pulled. Uh, I think it was uh, close to five hundred pounds. Fifteen. Yeah, and he was he's six foot three, and I just go no. <laughs> They're not going to be short, stumpy kids. Yeah. Just, um, look, he would have been 6'5". The, the, the American Academy, yeah, would have been 6'5". <laughs> American Academy of Pediatrics, um, all of the researchers, all of the research across the board, um, Avery Fagenbaum, you know, as a leader of that group, all of them say strength training for kids is safe and, and not only safe, but um, provides pathways for kids to uh, be safer in sport. And um, for kids who might not find success in other lines of fitness, to um to be involved in fitness and see themselves as as um, as athletes. That's a great um, point. That's the, a really the, good uh, point. The, the um they all say that they can start as young as seven, but they have two caveats. And the two caveats are things that people people um seem to forget now. The, the two caveats are you need to be trained, the coach needs to be trained to be um to understand what is biologically and developmentally appropriate for the child. And two, the program needs to be specifically designed for children. So, like our youth strength, our youth um, youth weightlifting program is specifically designed for youth. It isn't a Texas five by five that we are not cutting down for the child. It is. That was two thousand and nine. Yeah, so that's so why we get like ah, because you know it's that's a well, while ago. That was before the iPhone connected yeah, to the internet. Now we get a lot of a lot of. People saying, you know, you should be lifting weights. Yes, they should, under the guidance of somebody who's doing it, who understands what they need, and with the um, with a program that's not just, hey, let's let's take, you know, and lower the weights and the reps, which 
not going to do small it, love with your 12 year old girl right you, you might it might you might be surprised at the, and you might be surprised at the, at the at what happens when you do that yeah i like um, it i like it well this is you know super informative great stuff let me ask you one last personal question on my behalf so i got a 10 month old daughter right other than getting her exercise and wrestle with her at night what's <laughs> what's your what's the big pieces of advice what do i need to do right to make sure uh she turns out like one of the one of the martin boys Movement exposure, just constant. What does she want to do? She want to dance, let her dance. She wants to do gymnastics, do gymnastics. But, uh, swim, swim, you know, just expose her to all of it. Make sure she plays and plays with other kids. Plays with other kids. Let her watch you. Let her watch you do stuff. Let her join you. Doing Even stuff. though I'd move more moderate intensity than high intensity, that's okay. Yeah, that's, no, <laughs> please, please do that. Um, all the things Mickey said, let her see you dance. Turn on YouTube. Turn on on and, and dance. Let her dance. Kids need to do, see that gymnastics, swimming, foundational. Yeah, yeah. That's and and you know, and the, the other thing is, we we at this like you know, kids signing up when they're two and a half or three years old to be you know, t-ball or 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 soccer. You know what what would be better for for a young child? You take a ball out to the to the park with her and kick the ball around with her for 15, 20 minutes. That's yeah. gonna be better than her doing those things. And then when she gets into an appropriate age, as many sports as she wants to play, right? Our, our four-year-old granddaughter comes over and we have a couple of ping pong paddle balls and a ping pong ball. And we just play what we call ping dong, which is ping pong without any rules. So, <laughs> so we just smack the ball all over the place and we have a blast. She loves it. She's learning hand-eye coordination. She's pretty good. She Sometimes catches the ball. Um, we go in the gym. We we have her two nights a week, and we, she goes in the gym with us. She designs workouts for us. Uh -huh. She She's tells us what to do. We go over to the <laughs> we go over to the park with the ball. We throw the park. We both throw a ball around. Um, you just um, the thing we don't want to do is go. Here's the TV. Plop in front of that. Yeah. Here's your here's, here's your, your here's device. your device. Plop in front of that. Um, if she's moving and enjoying it, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, that, you know this. Now, nah, you know, <laughs> I think I'm doing it right, you know but it's always, you know, it's like anything. I, I, I talk a lot about being a level four CrossFit coach. That's great. You guys are level four parents, not just because you have four <laughs> kids, but, you know, they're all doing really well. Um, so I think, you know, it's hard work. Uh, having a kid is a lot harder. You know, I've owned four affiliates. You've had four kids. I think, you know, it's uh, <laughs> e equally challenging. And, yeah. and now you have six more affiliates, if you will. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty crazy. But I have a feeling that's what's keeping you 62 years young, chasing yes. after those grandkids. And uh, yeah. it's, it's impressive to see. I'm excited to keep them going. I talked a lot about other stuff, but is there anything before we wrap up that you guys want to share about Brand X or for people to find out more, learn more? I think, you know, CrossFit there's always new waves coming in. And I feel like in 2021, 2022, there are people that are starting CrossFit that don't know who the brand X people are. The Martins are where my generation was like, you guys were the leaders. So I think it's important that we continue to put that out there, whether you have the CrossFit name or not beside you, you know, what you've done for the community is, you know, invaluable. You continue to do more. So is there anything we can do to, to, share you with the with the rest of the world 
Thank you. I, I do need to say one thing because sometimes it comes up. We are no longer associated with CrossFit. <laughs> it, yes, we, we are aware of that. You're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I just have to say it's our legal thing. You'll have but, but, but <laughs> that, but disclaimer. that it, it yeah. is where our roots are, you know, and, and half of our mm -hmm. facilities are CrossFit boxes, and we which love, is awesome. We love, we love the community. We love the yeah. community. And yeah. we always will. Look, we, the, the uh, our, you know, look, check out our Instagram. There's a lot of good, like, stuff on the Instagram, which is just the, you know, at the Brandex method. Um, and we love talking to people about training youth. We're just geeks and, about it. We just, we like to talk so, about it. We like so, to learn about um, it. They can contact us at um, Jeff, uh, info at the Brandex method is probably the best. And um, we answer all of our emails. We get on the phone or Zoom with anybody that wants to talk about it. Um, the iPhone? The, the iPhone, and we take iVideo and iPhotos. Because <laughs> we're OG. Because we're OG. 262, that's okay. I mean, I, that's right. I have to remind not, my mom, not, just shut it down, turn it back on. I'm not 62. Nope. No. <laughs> Younger woman, I like it. I like that's it, my, Jeff. My back trophy, in the, my, my trophy wife. Back when she was, you know, that the uh, admin at the law office. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So, but, you know, and, and I appreciate you saying that, you know, but it goes, you know, whether we're having OPT on an episode in a couple of weeks, it's like, you know, not everyone stays on brand of CrossFit. Not everyone, always, you know, it's like family. There's going to be arguments. There's going to be fights. But I still think <laughs> the people that, you know, were part of this in 2005, 6, 7, 8, OPT winning the first games still remember him, you know, and, and I think it's important that we keep the culture in mind when it comes to all this fitness stuff. And also remember, like, as long as we're all pushing forward and helping people, we're pretty good. You know, it's, yeah. it That's is true. just fitness at the end of the day. It's just exercising. Right. Yeah. Exactly. True. Right. Well, thank but, you. Well, thank we, you. we appreciate it. So, thank you. And, um, you know, there's a very, there's a long period of time. I was never opposed to kids exercising, but I would always tell affiliates, like, make sure it's what you want. And I still believe that like, <laughs> Hey, because you know, we we ran a fraternity. We didn't have a business, you know, affiliate. My first right. box it was just a party, and we would have definitely not been allowed to have kids around that party, you know. <laughs> so, but I, I I will now kind of rephrase that and say I think if you own an affiliate, you should have some sort of program designed for youth, because I mean, not only from a business perspective, I found, and I know this now as a parent, like I'll buy Madison anything. You know, I'm yeah. going to buy a box of ramen noodles. I'm like, hey, can we get this a little cheaper? You know, but for a baby, you'll spend any dollar amount. And right. I think that's what you would say about parents. And, and yeah. I think if you care about the fitness and you care about doing this thing right, you want to help the kids. You want to help the future. There's the love of doing it. And I think you're kind of going back to some of these things. It's kind of funny, but um, I forget who it was, but somebody said, you know, if you look at most kids' programs and they're like, they're, they're charging by the pound. We don't want to do that. You know, you're 50, you're 50 pounds. Okay. If you're, you're membership, 50 bucks. Right. Um, the, it, it takes work and it takes, and it takes um, uh, understanding and, and, and wanting to, to do this, but it can be a, a huge income stream. You know, our, our box, we were, you know, we, our kids program, we had well, 40 to 45% of our gross came from kids and we'd have 75 kids in the gym. That's um, that's it's, significant to people, yeah. especially right now when when you're looking for how am I going to bring income into my gym? I mean, you know, after two years of being shut down. Yeah, 
Yeah. No, and and I think parents are looking for a way to get the kids out. Yeah. And, and you know. And- it's easier now because it's easier to talk to parents about why you want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and well, we're t- I'm telling you from talking to them that it's easier. <laughs> oh, yeah. to, to, you know. They seem to be listening. Yeah. They're, they're listening better now. Well, and like you said, it's really about talking to the parents. Kids aren't, they're not putting their credit card on auto renew. It's the parents doing that. Exactly. So you have to get the parents, but the kids have to, you know, be, be seeing the results and, I'm with Brand X. I'm sure you can do that. So this has been awesome. I look forward to learning more for you know my baby and also to help affiliates around the world implement this because we get asked all the time about implementing a kids program and we're for it. So uh, thank you very much. And you know it's great to always have you guys as a resource. Check out the Brand X method everywhere, even on, your, even on your iPhone. Even, even <laughs> on your iPhone with your iPhotos. <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Best Hour of Their Day podcast. We appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you in your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.